Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Sunflower Allotment podcast. I think the first thing I want to say is, have you heard that lovely sound in the sky? That scree, scree, scree that only means one thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not sure I do, because <laughs> you mentioned it earlier. But I'm not great on my bird, so go on, tell me. Okay, it just means the swifts have arrived. Mm. One, they are uh, the most beautiful flight, flying birds. They, they go so fast, they change direction, they fly in groups. They come from Africa. They're the last bird to arrive, migratory bird to arrive. They arrive early May and they're the first to leave. So mm. they, for me, they really are the sound of summer. And they've arrived. They've Excellent. arrived just in the last week. So this allotment? Yeah, they've been over the allotment. They've been over, you know, the streets where we live. They've mm. been flying over. There's several colonies. Yeah. Uh, just the most beautiful things, but they are the sound of summer. They don't eat raspberries, do they? <laughs> <laughs> they fly, they eat on the wing. You'll see them over lakes and water. Yeah. Uh, I think I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, of course you do. Of course you do. Anyway, beautiful. Uh, what have you been doing this week, Tim? It's been a busy old week. How are you? Yeah, I, I'm in a really good mood. Yeah. It's been <laughs> because so many times you've asked me this and I've given you the same answer, which is something to do with scaffolding boards or construction or building <laughs> or planning. But this week I planted. Brilliant. And I went for it. I really did plant. So I planted my herb section. I planted strawberries. I planted beans that you gave me. Beetroot seedlings. I saw the beetroots are in. They're looking good as they're well. They're looking really uh, good. Yeah. I didn't think they would take. I, I was worried they were too big, but yeah. they're looking great. And I succession sowed beetroot twice this week. I just Fantastic. did some now, just before yeah. um, before we started, and did some last week. And then on in the middle of the week, uh, Lara and I planted peppers in the polytunnel. Great. Polytunnel's up and running. Yeah. And then something really lovely happened. And I know we have mentioned her in dispatches, but. We're actually not direct neighbours, but we have a woman in between called Wendy. Mm, mm. And Wendy is just a powerhouse of the allotment. She's amazing. <laughs> she is incredible, isn't she? <laughs> Absolutely amazing. I've never seen anybody work harder or faster yeah. or more knowledgeable in she's, the most uh, matter-of-fact uh, way. Absolutely. I mean, she's gone on, had these plots for 25 years. But just it's just magic what she does is I mean, she's completely inspiring she's incredible i think there should be live youtube programs of just watching we her. need a webcam yeah, yeah like those mindfulness things you know when <laughs> yes. they follow sleighs around slow time. Norway. Slow slow time. time i'd watch that <laughs> <laughs> she um <laughs> just watching things growing <laughs> um anyway she came over and um Gave me some beans. Got some oh, leftover lovely, beans. Lovely. Yeah, and share the spare. Share the spare. Mm. And I almost thought I don't need those. And then I thought you can't say no to a gift from somebody mm. when they've grown it mm. and sowed it themselves. And uh, I've, I had something ready to go, so put them straight in. But it was just lovely, and it reminded me about the community aspects, the allotment, oh. the share the spare. And then we got chatting, and um, oh yeah, it was just just one of those priceless moments on the allotment that you, you just don't get in many other aspects of life at the moment. So no, it, was, lovely, it, was, it was just lovely, a really lovely, lovely moment. No, it really is. And sometimes I think, uh, oh, you know, would it be nice to have a, a house big enough with a garden big enough? You know, there's always that dual thing this time of the year. You the seedlings at home, uh, cold frames, things like that. And then, oh, it's just starting to rain. It I rather is, like yeah. that, warm summer rain. Uh, and then would it be would it be ideal to have a big enough garden to, to, to do all the veg gardening at home? And I thought no, because I'd just miss out on so much. And that's yeah. that's that unique thing about uh, allotments. 
but yeah, yeah wonderful. Lovely. Yeah, so so um, yeah, I actually I've actually planted. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, how about you, Peter? <laughs> yeah, uh, what have I been doing? Uh, I suddenly thought it was really time to get some courgettes in, uh, and the butternut squash. So those have gone in this week. They were doing really well at home, and. Uh, great for them to get in be nerfing up the potatoes mm. I think I really think we are free of frosts now I've got more Cavallo Nero in the kale I love that the uh, cut and come again throughout the winter but it had a bit of transplant shock mm. always worrying I just wasn't sure they were going to survive but I found if uh, a little feed I use an organic seaweed uh, feed and a little a little low dilution mm. nothing too strong really helps the plants and they've all picked up and they're doing well they're smiling great news they're, they're they're upright and happy like a like an orca when they get depressed in a sea life center oh, yeah. their fin flops their over yeah uh, and i was looking at the kale thinking they're like a depressed orca but now they're happy they're swimming their fins are upright and they're going for it <laughs> so yes and we've got fields of fields of rocket and one lovely thing because it can only talk about food uh, growing things alongside eating. I cut all the scapes off the top of the garlic, the long central thing which has a seed head at the top. And you cut them off because it puts more of the nutrition as the, down into the bulb. It makes mm. the bulbs grow bigger, better, stronger, hopefully. And you cut the scapes off. They're also fantastic to eat, fried gently. We fried them up with some asparagus, had them for supper. God, they were good. Uh, they're just a really lovely. I must give you some. I've never heard of that. Ah, no, yeah. they're, great. they're great. I also had my first thing from the plot this week, some rhubarb. Hey, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, came down early before work. Um, yeah, really early. Actually, I came in at about quarter past six yeah. to the allotment. It was lovely. It was ah. nobody around. It was just beautiful. You could hear the city was starting to wake up. And yeah, brought it back within 20 minutes. It was on my breakfast, on my daughter's breakfast. Just a lovely moment again. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant, one brilliant. of the best things about the allotment. Uh, it is amazing, and you, particularly for you because you're two minutes away. Yeah, I, I am yeah. very, very fortunate. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah and your lovely. plot looks fantastic, Peter. Just look at it now, and you, you can hear your neighbour hoeing away. It's lovely sight, isn't it? It this is. Time of it's year. just brilliant. And Bees are buzzing. Drop of rain. Yeah, very warm. Very warm, and things. I know we say it every time, but the days are getting longer. The days are getting warmer. Mm. Uh, the, um, we're getting so much sunlight at the moment and things really are taking off. Mm. Uh, it's been a beautiful spring altogether, but I've really noticed it in the last week. Things just have gone into another gear. They, yeah. they're, they're, they're into fifth gear and they're, they're chuntering along. Yeah, um, yeah. so it's, uh, it's a, it is a lovely time on the allotment. Yeah. Uh, there's often a melancholy around September, which I, I find uh, I try to enjoy, but I don't. Uh, but uh, but I, I love this time of year. Yeah. yeah, just things are. It's beautiful weather, and it's so social as well. Suddenly, there's more people around. Mm. There's more chatting, more exchanging, more leaning on a fork and chatting. Yesterday, yeah. this allotment was a hive of activity. <laughs> yes, yeah, Saturday. 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 It was, it was <laughs> especially this area. There's a very social bit just around us. Yeah. yeah. Seeing the jackdaws flying around always reminds me that it's time to talk about the sweet corn, mostly because we <laughs> later later in the summer we'll be needing to protect them. But it's definitely time to be thinking about growing sweet corn. And you've been really generous, Tim, because I've grown. I'm running out of space. 
So uh, thank you so much. You've you've come up with a great idea that's ah, saving yes. my bacon. Yes. Yeah, so you're you're talking about our, our shared sweet corn idea, which yeah, I mean that's good of you to say that I'm being generous, but it's also because there's a piece of my plot which. I just haven't got around to sorting out. So you're <laughs> solving a problem for me <laughs> with the fact that you, we've uh, well, we've both come up with this idea that we would do a shared um, shared piece of farming on a plot, and we're going to do sweet corn. Yeah. And just behind the raspberries, right at the end of my plot, there is a well, yeah, what is it? Probably a meter and a half um, in terms of width, and then about. Six, yeah, seven, eight meters. Seven, eight meters yeah. long, yeah. And we've decided we're going to put sweet corn in there. Yeah. And that's a great idea. Yeah. Because it's just fallow land and, and now we're going to use it. And yeah, so we're going big on sweet corn. So we thought it'd be a good time to talk about sweet corn. Yeah, and, and because we've talked about sharing sharing resources and uh, a good a good partnership is is where you have something that I need and I have something that, that you need and which is time. You've got space, I've got a bit more time. So I'm delighted to do some digging and that will help uh, recover a bit of your land that's covered in couch grass. It's actually not too bad, is no, it? No, it's not bad. It? We started already, haven't we? Yeah. Well, you did the majority of it, but it's it was not too bad digging. I was a bit worried looking at it. But I think, going back to Wendy, she told me actually when I first came that that piece of land had been derelict for two years mm. she enjoyed digging so much she did she just used to turn just, it over yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> she does i know <laughs> and, it, and it really shows because the couch grass doesn't go deep no, it's it not doesn't. a big map further down it's uh, yeah. just very superficial and we decided to do sweet corn because we both really really enjoy it it's it's such a good crop isn't it and and uh, uh and it's fun to grow uh it's fun to cook in lots of different ways the uh um, some people say nutritionally because it's all cellulose there's not a huge amount of tradition it just goes straight through you but the flavor the flavor uh, and again like we like we say uh, the difference between shop-bought yeah. and and homegrown especially here where you can take it off the plant and it can be in the pot or under the grill or on the barbecue within five minutes is pretty amazing do you know what do you know do you know why it differs in flavor so much from the shop-bought ones no idea well, traditionally, uh, traditional varieties would lose their sweetness very quickly mm. after picking. And that's why you'll actually see them vacuum packed uh, as a way to, to slow that down. But the, the sweetness will go to starch and they'll lose their flavor and lose that lovely, juicy sweetness. So, um, and some people say that happens almost uh, immediately uh, mm. but certainly when you see them in a vegetable shop and they're, they've been there one or two days mm. they're never going to be as good I, I don't think there's such a thing as a bad sweet corn but they're never going to be as good as one that's that's freshly picked so jumping ahead a bit but when it comes to picking we should try and put them on a plate as quickly as possible well, let's let's uh, i've got a little gas stove camping stove in the shed oh, great yeah let's uh, do it we'll have a barbecue we'll I do think immediately they're brilliant i think parboiled and then on the barbecue yeah and uh, they're great like that. No, we'll 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 have all that to come. Yes. We will have a few few uh, uh, cooking sessions <laughs> down here. <laughs> well, just talking of uh, tradition, see the sweet corn is synonymous with the native peoples of North America, mm. which I don't know if you knew. And the sweet corn itself was called the papoon 
really? by the Iroquois tribe. Oh, wow, yeah. you're so good on the history, Tim. <laughs> well, I, I know you're a historian, <laughs> but I love the way you, you dig and delve. <laughs> and I always find it interesting to think about the history of the plants and where they've come from, because we take it for granted, don't we? That yes. These plants and these vegetables that we eat come from all over the world. Um, but yes, yes, so um, yeah, the, the native people of, of North America, North America and that's where we where we have our sweet corn sweet corn today. Nowadays, it's lots of different varieties mm. um, that you can choose from. But like you were saying the other day, most of the ones that you can get in the garden centres or supermarkets are normally a similar variety. But it's also something that's very easy to grow from seed. Yeah, yeah. I, for me, uh, they they are quite easy to grow. The only thing we have to be careful of is is as they as they come to fruition, as mm. they ripen, everything else seems to know that they're going to ripen just before us. <laughs> they need, I mean, at the, the fastest growing varieties uh, need around 90 days um, and, and they need a lot, you know, mm. hot summers ideally. Mm. Perhaps more in the south, I don't think I'd, even here, I don't know if I'd risk, mm. risk those varieties. But uh, yes, later in the year, We'll talk more about uh, how we can protect mm. them. There's loads of good tips on, on, on the allotments. Uh, Just on tips as well, on, mm. on seeds. I've found a really good way of planting because they need a bit more depth mm. than other seeds. And what I did was I took a yoghurt pot, mm. one of the tall and narrow yoghurt oh, yeah, pots yeah. that you get in the yeah. shops, and after I'd finished that yoghurt, put a hole in the bottom and whacked it with compost and use those for planting seeds. Perfect. And it was really, Perfect. really good. Put it on yeah. a windowsill, yeah. watered it regularly, and they came through really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, again, I think there's something about the, you know, do the seeds sense the day, the length of the day? I know they're dark and underground, but I couldn't believe how quickly the Gigantes butter beans, mm. uh, they were up within in just a few days. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. So, brilliant. Yes, yes. Really fascinating little bit of history. Yeah. The, uh, probably the, the traditional sweet corn were probably the ones that, that, that the Native Americans grew. Um, there are a number of different varieties now. There's a sugary enhanced type that you can get, mm. uh, not, genetic, not genetically modified, but, and they're supposed to not lose their sweetness quite so quickly. Um, you can get super sweet varieties. Um, they often have quite a dried, shrunken kernel when you buy them. And you can get popcorn, of course, sweet corn, buy just for making popcorn and and the multicolored ones you know that that that, that uh, on the cob they can be beautiful yellows like yellows reds magentas really pretty I, I i don't know if as as you know i have a natural bias if things are grown for looks does the flavor suffer <laughs> but they are really pretty uh, i've never grown them though mm. uh, i have eaten them but never grow them uh, but yeah, they need quite a long growing season. Great to hear that you've got your, your seedlings on, on the go. We've got about 40 plants. We uh, have, We've got yeah. about 40 seedlings we ready bought. to go in. Yeah. We did buy, I... But that, I think that, like we said, you, yeah. you said it as if you feel guilty. I do <laughs> feel guilty. You're doing that thing, aren't you? <laughs> but you're busy, I'm busy. There's nothing wrong from buying. Yes. We bought them from our local, local place as well. Yes, yeah. and actually... Um, so many people do that, don't they? They do. They I do. do it as well. <laughs> I do. There's, I think there is nothing wrong with it. And it's like we say, the bottom line is it's better have the, the, the plant in the ground and the crop ready. I just completely missed the window. And you could, it's probably not too late to put some seeds directly in the ground. No? The soil is certainly warm enough. Mm. The weather forecast is looking good. 
I know we're, we're middle of May, but I think the frost season has probably gone for mm. us. Looking at the long range forecast, the mm. nights are not going below yeah. 10, 11 degrees. So I think it's probably safe to put some straight in the ground. And I have got some seeds, and I'll probably do that just if I've got um, got a spare bit. But they do need to, to uh, they do need, they do like to be grown in a block because uh, they're, they're fertilized by, by the wind. And if you grow them just in a in a line, they don't. There's a risk they won't fertilise. Ideally, they need to be in a, a block. Uh, I don't know, um, four deep, four across, and however long. So we're gonna our plot's gonna be four deep, mm. and we've got a um, the row is gonna be about six meters. We measured. Um, well, that's really interesting then. So you yeah. don't you don't put it. You're not planning not on doing it in a line no. like you would plant other things. So they go in a they go in a block. Yeah. Like a fall. Yeah. Not like you'd plant potatoes in a line. Yeah. Uh, and you do that for the obvious reasons, earthing up and thing and so on. But but yeah, sweet corn always in a block. Mm. Ideally because, you know, it's something we all love to grow on the allotments. I know um, Wendy's got some Anna's got some um, they've got some over there. Uh, yes, we're surrounded by sweet corn, but there is a risk of cross-pollination. Okay. That one variety will pollinate with another variety because, mm. of course, the pollen's carried on the wind. Mm. I believe I've read that commercial growers will 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 keep different varieties apart by by 200 meters. Mm. Now that's <laughs> clearly not possible <laughs> when our neighbour is a meter away. You know, cross the path and you're into a neighbour. And um, but I think a, a rule of thumb. Uh, if you can manage nine meters, yeah. sorry, nine, yeah, nine, ten meters, around yeah. thirty foot, um, or the way round it, and it's what I did last year because I grew, I grew a really interesting variety last year, and we don't normally mention brands, but I think they're so good I will. I got them from the Real Seed Company, and I really like them because they they actively encourage you to grow your save your own seeds mm. from their from what you grow from them. And I think they're really right on in that that way, um, and, and and very much kind of. That's cool. Uh, it's great. So I think they deserve a mention. So I got some really interesting ones, special sweet, special Swiss sweet corn, mm. and I grew them uh, on my two different plots as far away as I could, and they both did fine. Mm. They both did fine until the rats got my special Swiss sweet corn. <laughs> <laughs> I think they had about sixteen in one night. I honestly, it was because I was away, and I thought I'd be okay, and I came back, and they were. They were gone. It was devastating. Well, it's funny you say rats because I'd written down in my notes here to talk about rats, but also to talk about socks. Mm. You might be wondering what socks have to do with rats and sweet corn. What do rocks? What do rocks? What do <laughs> socks and rats <laughs> have to do have, with sweet corn? Rocks Tim? have nothing to do with it. <laughs> well, I saw on Gardener's World the other day a great tip, which is to put old socks over your sweet corn in the last few weeks before you're no, about to pick no. them. <laughs> I thought you were going to say this because nobody's going to want to steal them if you've got your smelly old socks on your sweet there corn. Is that. <laughs> I think there I'll is wash that. mine first. <laughs> I, know, I know you're very nervous about people stealing your no, prize winning garlic. I'm not. Oh, the garlic. No, I've got enough to spare. <laughs> but I thought that was an, an amazing idea. Yeah, I'd be really interested to see if that, how well that works because uh, I've always netted them and mm. I think the rats got through the net all... Uh, one of my neighbours said it. she was sure it was the jackdaws got them and they yep. got in underneath the netting. Uh, the netting was a bit ragged in places. I, I'll need to get some more this year. Uh, 
But the other tip is to use um, water bottles. Now, hopefully, we, uh, we're okay. long past buying water bottles. Yeah. The, 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 the plastic pollution from excess water bottles is horrible, but if you've got a supply mm. or a friendly cafe that saves mm. them, you just cut the, the bottoms off and slide them over the top. Mm. I, I prefer that because I, I like to think light mm. is getting through to them, and I don't know if, you know, the... the, 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 the they might get a bit sweaty, a bit hot. Yeah, but... Could they get sweaty under your and wool wife. socks <laughs> or <laughs> nylon socks? Even worse, purple nylon socks. <laughs> you have to decide whose socks are going on then. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, what else is useful to say about planting? Um, yeah, four, ideally four deep, three deep. You could probably get away with, or in a circle. Yeah, and and the, as always, I kind of make a little little drill, a little trench, so yep. that when you're watering, the water goes straight to the plant rather than just flooding the area. Mm. And, uh, um, yeah. You did tell me something incredible last year, and I've forgotten exactly how it works, but something to do with each... Ah, yes. So when you see, when you see them growing, mm. each silken thread that you see coming out of the end, the tuft, when they've got their, their you know, that flaky kind of leaf skin like um, uh, and you see the tufts coming out of it each one of those is a fertilized cob and you know if they haven't fertilized very well you, and you'll sometimes see this in the shops that that you might get a sweet corn and you peel back the the leaves mm. and you'll see perhaps only half mm. are, are actual cobs and the rest might be tiny little ones or not really existent um, so yeah each each silk that's is staggering yeah, for me. It, that blew my mind when you told me that last they're year. They're also so beautiful. When you pick them and you, you know, you take them home to the kitchen, peel back those those leaves, and if you do it carefully, you'll tra you can trace a thread down to each cob, and they're really beautiful to look at. I, you know, as uh, as a uh, uh, as an artist, someone who loves drawing, I do sit and draw them just because the lines are so staggeringly Maybe beautiful. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this is where you can start your. YouTube live slow mindful videoing. <laughs> my my drawing is slow. No, you picking the. <laughs> yes. You picking the threads. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm really really looking forward to the sweet corn because I do love sweet corn and I love the idea we're using this shared plot. Yeah, they're also lovely things to give away. Mm. Uh, we should have plenty to give away. I mean, we should. Uh, I wanted to slightly stagger the growing season, but I think. Mm. Uh, to have a, a longer crop, but I think by this stage it's mm. now just get them in the ground and get them growing. Maybe we should um, do a, 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 a prize giveaway for listeners. Yeah, <laughs> but unless they're local, I don't think I, I mean, don't want to send them. No, <laughs> it might be a bit tricky. Yes, send them a drawing. Yeah, <laughs> but I think the other thing is, uh, yeah, I, in digging your digging your plot, uh, apart, to, apart from getting out the couch grass, uh, you know, of course, mm. there'll be a uh, uh, manure put in the ground, yes. partly because that uh, it needs it for the conditioning. Mm. Uh, but that will, the sweet corn will love that. It's actually quite humid it is. here, isn't it? Yeah. And there's a little bit of rain, but it's quite humid. So I mean, it's all go. Isn't it? It's, <laughs> it really it's, is. It really is all going. What, what have you got planned this week? What have I got planned? Uh, more succession sowing of carrots, beetroots, getting more of the brassicas, the seedlings yes. in, uh, 
and enjoying, beginning to enjoy the harvest already. I mean, we're having fistfuls of rocket, the lettuces are coming up, Succession of uh, more success in sowing of lettuces. Uh, beans, beans, how can I forget beans? Beans, we haven't spoken about beans, next beans. time. Yes, but definitely, yes, getting the beans in, both the, both the, the pulses that, that will grow for, for dried, uh, to dry for the, the winter storage cupboard, um, but also all of, all the different beans. I mean, they're just so good to eat. Yeah. The broad, um, I don't do broad beans because I've never had luck with keeping the, the fly off them. Um, and I know people do, but I tend to find they they take up a large amount of space. Mm. And by the time you've potted them, you're not getting a, a, mm. a big crop. I know some people absolutely love them and, mm. and, and will go to the ends of the world to grow them. I've, I've kind of thought, well, I... I will get much more productivity from the ground mm. out of growing uh, runner beans and French beans, uh, and I think you know they pick and come again, and and they are really productive. Uh, what about you, Tim? More planting, hopefully yeah, less yeah. <laughs> less building and more planting. Excellent. I'm definitely get into the polytunnel and sort that out, mm. and hopefully I'm going to put my blight-resistant primabella. Fantastic. tomatoes that we spoke yes. about before i think they're going to go in this week and apart from that i think what else hopefully plant some beans mm. watering if need be a bit of weeding because mm. the weeds are coming up aren't they mm. there's lots of lots yeah. of weeds knocking around yeah. Yeah. um so yeah that, that's my plan for this week but i think it's a polytunnel really i want to get the polytunnel mm. sorted mm. it's certainly time to be getting things in the polytunnel because yeah. the, the risk of frost has gone i I think it's probably possible to put tomato seedlings outside now if you're growing any outside. Yes. I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, and that's actually what I was doing this morning was potting on mm. all the tomato seedlings. Uh, and, um, but yeah, definitely ready to go in the polytunnel. And tomatoes we must talk about. They're the we other must. king of the allotment for me <laughs> <We must. laughs> as, a yeah. summer, as a summer crop. Excellent. And went into autumn, yes. And... And your fruit, how's the fruit looking? The fruit's looking really good, yeah. The raspberries are coming through. There's lots of berries on the blackcurrant bush. Mm. Gooseberries, probably going to be next year because I just planted that. Apples, looking really good. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, looking really, really good. Been, been appreciating um, the rain. Yeah, and it's been yeah. very dry. And I'm actually really hopeful that all the things that can be, you know, the apple blossom, the frost that can do damage. Uh, we had one frost... 10 days ago, two mm. weeks ago, which slightly affected our potatoes um, because we were slow to cover them up. But we haven't had a frost since, and as I've said, I'd really unlikely we'll get a frost now. So I think it's been a really good spring for, mm. for fruit, particularly mm. you know the fruit trees, mm. um, cherries, apples, plums. plums. Yeah. yeah, Cherry tree on the allotment is my ambition for next year. Oh, slightly lovely. missed the window for, for this year, but and I meant to, but... Yeah. Hello, there's a very friendly jackdaw just strutting right by. Always interested what they do. Got its eye on your courgettes. No, those are butternut squash. Oh, they're squash. Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, did I mention squash? Yes. Yeah. Get, and I've got more squashes to go in. in. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Please do tell us what you're up to on your allotment, on your, your plot. We would love to hear from you. Anybody in the UK, or we've got some listeners mm. around the world, we mm. would love to hear what you're up to. Growing on balconies, rooftops, yes. terraces. Yeah. Wherever. Yeah, yes. yeah, and uh, thank you ever so much for listening. And Peter, thanks as always for no. your knowledge on sweet. Oh food. no, thank you for the history lesson. I loved that. <laughs> that was fascinating. And uh, uh, yeah, we'll um, we'll meet this week and and start digging. 
our sweet corn plot. We'll get the sweet corn in. We'll be reporting on that, and and we must talk soon about tomatoes, just to just to make sure we've logged that. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but thank you, Tim. Okay. Pleasure as always. Bye bye. Bye bye.